All right, and welcome back to the Kickball Change podcast. We are a grassroots program offering insight and inspiration to the young teens and the adults out there looking to carve out a creative path for themselves. I am extremely excited and thrilled to be in the studio today. We're here with our two co-hosts, Barbara. Hi. And Avery. Hello. Awesome. So a little bit about them. So Barb's has a residential seat as our co-host here with our podcast, right? Yes. That's right. And for those listening, you can also refer to her as Miss Barbara, um, as she is a studio owner or I'm recently retired. Yes. That's right. She actually yes. just retired. And, uh, you know, the, the longevity of your studio is something that just holds a lot of value and truth in the arts, in the arts world. And, and no matter the evolution that takes place with the next generations, with artists, there's always something to come back to when it is the roots of everything. And Ms. Barbara opened her studio in 1982. So operating for going into 40 years. Yes. And she's very lucky to have a daughter who is now following in her footsteps. Yeah. All right. So yep. that's really exciting um, to be able to pass down your art and your talent and your love and joy to your daughter. So we wish her the best yep. with everything moving forward with the studio. And so going into our other co-host, Avery, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So Avery is going to be a high school junior next year, going into her third year in high school. And that's pretty exciting. This is the time of year that you're going to start looking into colleges prepping your SATs, all those proper requirements that you need to make sure, one, you graduate high school. Yeah. And now you start to get to broaden your horizons of what am I going to do next? And for those listening, for those that are interested in what are you going to do next, we think that our guest today is going to bring a lot of insight for those next steps. I'd like to introduce our host, or excuse me, our host, our guest, <laughs> In studio with us today, not Zooming, but in-house, Miss Caitlin Quinn-Pittenger. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, and thank you for uh, making the trek and coming into the studio. Uh, there's something, you know, the past year has given everybody a lot to think of, and we've been blessed with technology to keep the arts moving. And I can't wait to jump in with Caitlin with, uh, you know, how you kept the arts moving for yourself and for your dancers. But there really isn't anything that beats being face to face and feeling that energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what the arts are all about. It's, it's about that energy and that feeling and embracing that and being in the moment. So Caitlin, welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. So Caitlin has her MFA in dance from Temple University in Philadelphia. She also has her BA, which is her Bachelor of the Arts in dance with a concentration in performance and choreography. She has performed in multiple companies, and we're going to talk about them. One, the Doris Humphrey repertoire that I love her choreography. So I can't wait to kind of get into that a little bit more and, um, and your take on modern as in the dance studio world for those in high school. Right, Avery? Yes. Are you uh, are you used to modern? Have you taken any modern classes? I've taken Caitlin's class. There it is. <laughs> so it's really interesting how modern dance, which is classic American dance, as it evolved through a 
uh, almost a, a revolution and an evolution of ballet and, and being able to change the shapes and the forms and making something a little more organic. And there's a lot of great modern founders out there. And I know, Caitlin, you teach a lot of that in uh, that Stockton University, right? And that's where you're currently residing as a dance educator? Yes, correct. We like to weave in the academic components to the movement technique. So um, I teach all levels of modern and infuse that dance history throughout their four years, as well as them taking actual dance history course. That's wonderful. So, Barb's, what is your intake on modern? And, um, you know, it's pretty interesting because you got to see Caitlin yeah. grow up in yeah. the studio yourself. Yeah. And now being able to see her as an educator, how does that make you feel? It, it makes me feel great. Um, awesome, actually. <laughs> and I remember Caitlin's first um, performance in um, when you were a freshman. We went down and there was a signature move that they did. Do you remember that or no? I do was, not remember. Yes, there was a move that was in every single dance that you did. And I don't remember it. Now I have to look back because I think I probably have it on video somewhere. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But modern was new. To, we didn't, I w at Dancers Workshop, we didn't offer um, mm -hmm. modern. Modern was only really offered in colleges back then. It yeah. wasn't even in, in studios, I don't believe. Well, at least we in had it like once or twice at like a convention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I remember like it like wasn't. Tossing um, the basket. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then when she did it, it was a world that was new to me. And I was like, hmm. I love the way Caitlin moves and this is getting her moving, you know, like it, it's, it's more, um, I don't know, technique ballet is more just, you, I don't know, I can't even explain it. The movement mm -hmm. of modern is a little bit different, well, a lot different than ballet's right. movements. Like you, you use your body and your shoulders and your head way more, like just. I feel like there's more like spinal integration yeah. and grounded movement and yeah. floor work. Like I'm a very powerful, strong mover. So modern really fit my body. Yeah. Um, as opposed to ballet as much. Yeah. And while well, Caitlin was a great, Caitlin was good at everything. So here's where my little segue is. So like <laughs> Caitlin was an awesome hip hopper. She, and whenever we talk about it, she's like, no, I wasn't. I'm like, yeah, you were, you were. But when I, now the hip hop has evolved more like a, um, uh, um, what's their, what's the couple's name? Keone and Mari. Like when I watch them, sometimes they remind me of modern mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's, I don't know. Sometimes your modern reminds me of them a little. So it's it, yeah, there's it so much infusion. Yeah. So they do a lot of this spinal stuff or whatever you want to call it. And then I'm like, oh, Caitlin, there's Caitlin. I always think of that. I was oh, like, so say fun. Caitlin could do that. Because <laughs> Caitlin was hip hopper. And, just, and then when she got to college, she was like, done. No, I still did hip hop in college. <laughs> I did dance team and stuff and ran all that. I did both worlds at the same time. time. Concert dance and yeah. like more, more mm -hmm. performance. Yeah, but it was exciting. It was I was happy for Caitlin because Caitlin had originally wanted, which is probably a different question, to um, maybe um, postpone college a little bit and dance with a company like River North or something yeah. like that. And that was her. And then, you know, college was where she went. Yeah. And I went back to River North. I auditioned for them after college. Yes. Until the last round. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Frank wasn't there, though. Frank wasn't there, and he was the best. Yeah, he was yeah, the best. Yeah, he was the best. Because we – I took Caitlin and another dancer to Chicago to study with them for, um, what, a couple of weeks? or I don't yeah, remember what it was. Yeah, an intensive in Chicago. Yeah. It was great. It was fun. So I'm just going to stop and intervene because I can see Avery just looking both to the left and to the right to uh, you both talking. Do you know River North? I don't. Yeah, so – 
Caitlin, can you give a little Mm -hmm. bit of insight on River North for those that are listening? Sure. River North is a company that is um, established in Chicago, and uh, Chicago has a great jazz scene. Um, And now, I mean, like we were talking about, there's so much different fusion of style, but they were like such a good jazz company with Hubbard Street and River North, and they just inspired me, and I always thought Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be there. That's where my goal was to be in Chicago. Goals always morph and change. but I love that company and they're amazing and they tour all over and they still exist. Even after the pandemic, they're still going. So that's wonderful. So, I mean, it's good to know that it's not just New York city or California for dance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different hubs in and around the world that dancers can find a nice, Mm -hmm. good home base. Yeah. Well, Chicago is definitely jazz. There's a lot of jazz Mm -hmm. stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know why. It's strange. Yeah. Does it have ballet there too? Of course. (laughs) So Avery's probably going, you never took us anywhere. No, she never did. I know. Barb took me everywhere. <coughs> so ha for that. Yeah, and it was the best ever. And it inspired me to go on further and further. Yeah, I took Caitlin everywhere. Even on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Second uh, mom. So after you ended up like deciding to go to college, what made you want, like make the decision that you wanted to continue dancing after college and like teaching you work so so hard your whole life to become proficient at um these skills and continually grow as an artist and i as a young dancer i was so impressed with what there was out there at the college level i like couldn't soak it up quick enough, you know, um, learning about dance history, learning about um, arts advocacy and education and dance history and dance science and how anatomy and kinesiology are all present in your movement um, and really making like so many connections. Um, I was like, I know there's more, you know, I just want to do all of it. I'm a yes person and I want to do everything and I say yes to everything. Um <laughs> But because of that, I've learned so much information and why stop then? You know, that's the, that's your, just starting your career. Um, so I just wanted to keep going. I did have a moment where like, what the heck am I doing after college? What's next? Um, and that was, would be my moment mm-hmm. of choosing to go back into the arts. And was that, so that's your kickball change moment? That's my kickball change moment. I thought I was going to go to grad school for hospitality. I went back to my job after graduating. I worked at Monmouth Park Racetrack and SPR and we hosted the, World Championship Breeders' Cup that year. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty good at this. Like, <laughs> I'm good at this. Like, we would walk, work with HBO and NBC and, and organize all their hotel rooms and their press passes and setting up all this information. I would proofread press releases. And um, I think I was just a good people person. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe hospitality is my thing. And then I was like, what the heck am I doing? I just used all those years and just I'm going to throw them out the window for hospitality when I know that I can succeed at this. It's my passion. Why would I want to do anything else? So well, that's a sad thing back. when you're really good at everything. <laughs> Jack of all trades and a master at all. But right. I honestly think that's what dancers are. We Absolutely. have to be so good at so many things because we have to market ourselves. So sure. those skills, we have so many transferable skills um, that people don't even think about. Let's think about you in high school, time management, work yeah. ethic, knowing how to lose gracefully. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all skills that are setting up your foundation for anything you do. Yeah. That's so true. Confidence. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Tenacity. Yeah. When, yeah. when you have to lose gracefully mm-hmm. or be humble when mm-hmm. you win and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But- Knowing how to manage rehearsal and class and school and that the prom and whatever else you have to do. Right. Yeah. Um, that all happens in my real life now. 
even <laughs> more. <laughs> so. And to be performance ready, right? As dancers, yeah. we're always performance always. ready. Whether the rehearsal, you know, if things are changed, we still have to be ready to go on that five, six, seven, eight. We're, yeah. we're in it, right? One of those companies I worked with, uh, Clancy Works Dance um, out of uh, Baltimore, she would talk to us on stage and change things in the moment. So you have to just be so ready. She would perform with us. And I remember being on tour with her on stage with a live orchestra. And the space was so tight, we weren't ready for that narrow space because we had people on stage with us. And, you know, we just talk to each other and just change the choreography in the moment. So you really do have to be ready for anything. I on wish your everybody toes. could see Avery's eyes. Like, <laughs> what? It's terrifying. It is terrifying. It is terrifying. I'm just picturing, like, being on stage and, like, either, like, Barb or Aaron looking at us and being like, Okay, actually, let's let's change that, and we're like, yeah. what? <laughs> I would not be prepared. <laughs> but you're preparing yourself for your right. future self on Hearing that. Yeah, it now. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what's happening. And now she's gonna think about it because, oh, I gotta be ready for this. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Just in case yep. anyone's listening to this podcast and decides to do that. Oh my God, Cunningham chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Operations. All right. So, wh- what was it like dancing with a live orchestra? So hard. Yeah, because there's so many moving parts on that. Yeah, the and tempo, tempo and things that we rehearse and that, you know, they're new at their information mm-hmm. as well as us being new at the information. And I think we always wanted to go a little faster than they did. So all those sustained movements and balances and we were working with ladders and balancing in ladders and all this, a lot of working parts. Mm-hmm. So um, I do love live music, but it, mm-hmm. it definitely has its challenges over recorded. And you brought up, you know, Merce Cunningham and the Cunningham chants. And, you know, for those listening, if you're not familiar, I mean, he did some pretty amazing stuff with Mr. Cage and he would just let him create the music Mm -hmm. and he would create the choreography and they would just come together on stage and just let it happen organically. Yeah, dance and music were separate. Mm -hmm. And he would roll a dice and say, you're doing this phrase now and this person's doing this phrase and it's going to be totally different Then reverse it and do it, you know, so that. (laughs) Reverse, I don't think anybody reverses anything anymore, <laughs> except us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, so this is completely off topic. But, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Keep it moving. It's good. So you've known Barb forever, obviously, but um, you also had your sister dancing with you too. Mm-hmm. So how was that, like growing up with a sister who was like doing the same thing as you and even still does the same thing Yeah, now. she does. We are um, both teaching at colleges. Um, it's nice to share a passion with someone, but we are so extremely different. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, extremely different. Our personalities are different. <laughs> our bodies are different. Our movement styles are different. Our teaching yes. styles are different. different. Um, and I think she challenged me when I was younger. You know, my mom, we were always at the dance studio. So Barb let me take the older girls' classes when I was younger. Um, with Stacy Lewis yeah, and, Aaron and yeah, everybody, uh, and they used to make fun of me. Um, <laughs> but I would work so hard in those classes. I was probably like 13 years old taking classes with the 16, 17-year-olds. So um, she definitely inspired me to work harder and prove myself to stay in that room and earn my place mm-hmm. um, when we both share a lot in the arts. But like I said, we are complete opposites, so it's funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they have – what, I mean, I think their passions are different as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, your passion for love of dance is, is definitely both of them, but I guess you can, you just have different, I don't know. It's just so strange how they're so different yet mm-hmm. in the same family and they're, and they're still dancing and they're still teaching the same, mm-hmm. you know, academic. And it's weird that they're not anywhere near close to being the same. Right. Not at all. I think Erin loves teaching. She loves teaching and she loves being that social element and 
and being physical with other bodies in this space. Um, I really am, I think, more academically minded and thinking mm-hmm. about like integrating scholarship into my teaching and my performance. And performance, I was just gonna say, yeah. yeah. So Erin was a, is a good teacher, and but she didn't like to perform. She'd rather teach than perform. And Caitlin loved to perform. Mm-hmm. And obviously loved to teach, but performance is one of her, right? One of yeah, your definitely. Points. I still perform. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the difference right there. And, that, and my like, interest in choreography. Yeah. I really love choreographing. Yeah. Did it bring you like closer further apart like when you were growing up i think because we have a good age gap between us um i think we're five years different i think it kept us close and able to share things and do things together as a family and stuff like that do you now i this question just came to me do you now speak like would you do in your class today erin or no nothing because she teaches ballet and i teach modern oh okay we do. We'll talk about like maybe ideas of like midterms or like how to okay. integrate things. But um, she she does ask me like, what are you doing with the pandemic and how are you handling? So there's definitely mm. consultation, but not probably actual technique questions or okay. something like that. All right, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Me. Well, one of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's I mean, not going to be you, right? Oh, I can go right on in. Uh, As our guests know, I like to talk, so I try to <laughs> limit the amount of All right, talking. so Kate, <laughs> um, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Like, here's Avery, but hopefully a lot of other kids her age, girls or boys her yeah. age listening. So what advice? I definitely think do your research now. Um Start early because the more you know, the more information, the better decisions you can make going into college. Um, you're studying dance for so long. Find a way to make it a part of your life. You're going to have a void if you don't. Um, that doesn't mean you have to go into dance majoring in college, but figuring out if you want to minor in some way or double major is great. Um, or also just major and put your foot down and say, I will make something of this career path because I will. And that's kind of where my stance was, I will do something with this. I don't think anyone, you know, there was a lot of doubt and questioning like, you know, random strangers and people like, you're a dance major? Like you can do that? They still do that. They still do that always. You're going to make your career. Yeah, I'm a professor. Actually, I'm, I just got tenure and I'm going to be an associate professor, you know, so um, you can put your mind to it. Whatever you want, you can achieve it. If mm-hmm. You know, sorry, I'm battling, but no, um, we like it. That's what we need. I think advice for students going to college, like if you are wanting dance to be a part of your life, is figuring out if what program you're interested in. Is it in a city? Is it in, you know, at Stockton, where we're in the Pine <laughs> Barrens in the middle of the trees? That's why I chose Goucher College. I mean, it was in the middle of trees. It was beautiful. That program was awesome. Mm. It kicked my butt, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but for minors, I think like see how active they actually are in their program. Are they actually allowed to perform? Right. Minors don't yeah. have as many opportunities often, depending on the size of the program. Yeah. At Stockton, I don't know who is a minor or who's a major. If you want to work and you're in the room, I'm willing to work yeah. with you and teach you and push you and allow you all the opportunities. Um, so, so that has changed, you think? Like some when you went to college? I don't even know if we had minors. Okay. I don't know. What was your experience? So, um, you know, a lot of times now with BFA or BA or or MFA programs, if they Mm -hmm. go directly into it, um, there's obviously the academic portion, but also a lot of schools offer the auditions. Mm -hmm. And some are just um, either modern, a jazz, a ballet. Can you walk us through your experience going into your college experience and then what you are now 
being on the other side There's of the table. Yeah, I think that's yeah, so interesting. In, being so yeah. nervous at all these auditions and Marymount Manhattan and all over the place and all these dancers warming up and stretching and trying to show it off before you enter the room. Um, I always just like came in as myself. Like if they're going to want me or they're not going to want me, it's just what it is. Um, luckily, I had great experiences. I got a lot of offers, but I'm not the typical dancer body. I'm very muscular and strong. And um, so, yeah, I guess there's like a, a moment of self-doubt in myself when, the, when I would walk into a room. But then after I'd leave the room and you're like, wow, you got all these people coming up to you and be like, you're, you're really talented. You're like, okay, right. You know, there's always <laughs> – so we're so self-critical as dancers. Mm. Um mm. And but at now on the other side, I'm like we offer our audition as an, as a class, come oh. and experience us as teachers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come study with us? It's not about like are you good enough, right? Right. Um, I love that it changed the script now. You know, not yeah. not putting the pressure so heavily on the student of they have to be the pinnacle or, or the top dancer in the room, but right. being able to take that pressure off and just have a class and experience the, the interactions from a teacher. Totally. Yeah. And like you're auditioning us just as much as we're auditioning you. Remember that, like you need to see if this is a fit for you when you're going somewhere um, and enjoy it. Take it as a class, take it as an experience, not just like getting those nerves. If you can just be yourself in the room, for example, uh, I can obviously speak to Stockton. I've been a lot of different places where it's run differently, but we do 45 minutes of ballet, 45 minutes of modern, 45 minutes of improvisation. We don't ask you to do a solo. We don't ask you to have much of an interview. There's a question and answer portion after because we want to inform you of what you should be looking for on your search for colleges, not just specifically Stockton. Um, and other places I've done the whole day process of solos <laughs> and all that and it's long and laborious, but um, I think many places are also changing to add other forms of dance. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah, I think we're um, love to add African. Um, I studied West African mm-hmm. when I went to Temple, and just giving more opportunity to show off who you are mm-hmm. and seeing how you can create movement. I mean, in any company these days, you're not going to get a prescribed information unless you're in a rep company, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to see that you're an, a smart, intelligent body and mover. So I think having that improvisation element is huge. And I appreciate that about Barbara and my training. Um, We were always allowed to make movement. We weren't afraid to Mm -hmm. explore and experiment. And maybe we were in a box at that point of our young training, but we were able to like organize the body and think about spatial design and shape and level and all these things. And even just being able to teach at a young age, that's huge. I, I can't imagine not having that experience. I So many of my college students have no teaching experience whatsoever. So when I get them into dance pedagogy and wellness, they're like, what, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So, But what do you say, like, um, so getting back to what you said about um, – People say, oh, you're going to major in dance. That's cr-. And like, even just, I remember with Taya four years ago, they're like, what? Yeah. So like somebody for Avery, it's, it's hard to go into a, something like, I know Avery loves to dance, but she, who knows? I don't know. I've never asked her, but if she wants to go to study dance, because maybe she doesn't think that she could make a good living dancing because, right. you know, in school, they, there's no, you know, high schools in New Jersey or maybe where our area is, it's, it's not pushed enough. It's right. not, um, 
uh, you don't get it as much. You don't. They don't even get dance in high school. The like value the, is not in the arts. The in value America is America. So that's general, why so. I think you're. I think that somebody like Avery, who's good at art, she's just got an award with her art. Uh, I don't. What would you draw? Something like. Um, I did like a watercolor piece, and I got an honorable mention from yeah. the New Jersey Congress. Wow. Yeah, so like here's somebody who's a great dancer, who loves to move, who can do other art forms, yet is that pushed on her? Not pushed, but like is that... Is that an option? Is that an option? And I don't Mm -hmm. think, you know... because they, they, I don't know. It's like that doesn't get me. It's hard for parents to even know what's out there. Right. You know? Yeah. I think um, I was lucky to have a nice support system and an understanding of the college level. Um, but still, there's so many options out there. Like, we have a degree where it's a LIBA degree, a liberal arts degree. You make it what you want to make it. Right. Um, you take the courses you want to make take to <laughs> shape your career and how to be prepared. Um, and how, how, what did your mom, what was her, like, I know what it is, but they don't know what it is. Like, so tell, tell us about, cause like Grace was in here before and said, what do you do if you have, you don't have supportive parents? Now I know your mom was supportive in your college mm-hmm. experience, but maybe not. She didn't want you to go and do River North or whatever, or she wanted you to mm-hmm. get the college experience. So how much does that play into somebody like Avery or some of the listeners? Like, wait, my mom's like, no, I can't do this. Or I got to do this first. We had another guest that mm-hmm. same thing that like she went to college because her mom said, yes, you have to go to college. Yeah. But then, you know, she, what, I forget what her college major was. It wasn't dance. It was something else. And now she has her own top company and she's in right. New Manhattan. So like, what advice do you have for someone like the Avery that the arts aren't an option sometimes or they're not even in their head? They just think that dance is going to end senior year, done. Right. Um, I had a student like that. Her parents did not support the dance training and she's fabulous. I'm not going to say her name, but um, <laughs> you, you all know her, who she is. And she went on. She did a double degree in dance and um occupational therapy. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of those. A dance You can get a dance major and get your prereqs for graduate school for pre-PT or pre-OT. So dance science track, which I don't think even people know exists. No, they don't know So that. you're getting so much experience of understanding of how the body actually works along with your bio and all these science courses so that, yes, you're. I feel like everybody's going to teach. And teaching, OTs have to teach. Mm-hmm. PTs mm-hmm. have to teach. You have to have language and communication about the body and connection with people. Um, and even but, though you're a physical therapist, that means that you're teaching somebody how to, how to move. How to, move. Yeah. So how to retrain the body. You're their, mm-hmm. their choreographer in right. a sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, thinking about ways to marry dance with other things, if you if you have that su- not as such a supportive background, but you still have that passion to study the arts, double major. You're paying the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So make it work. Right. Um, right. You know, we have dance and business, dance and education, dance – arts administration so there are other ways that maybe could pacify the people who don't support you as much until you can kind of stand on your own and be like no this is what I'm doing with my life and my career and my decisions and how I want to integrate so many things because just think of us who love dance then we get to college and we're like I didn't even realize there were all these doors Mm -hmm. and then when I went to grad school I was like oh my gosh I can't even believe all this stuff and thinking about research journals for dance and being mm-hmm. a dance scholar and really writing, like how many people know that they can Make have that academic, mm-hmm. so going much. to dance conferences yep. and conventions and all those things, right? And just be an entrepreneur in anything, in yeah. anything w- with dance. Totally. Having your own company, getting your own studio, writing a magazine, like a gold. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like right. it's just uh, it's endless things. Yeah. But I just want to let 
the listeners know that, you know, there is, I don't think, I don't know about other states, but New Jersey is not one of them right. that pushes the arts in any, I don't, I think it's the wrong word, pushes, but gives them the option. Supports. What about, yeah. Fosters, what do you think Fosters in school? That. Like, like, um, my, like, my high school's, um, like, uh, not dance, but like normal art, or mm-hmm. not normal, that's a bad <laughs> word, I'm sorry. Visual art? Yes, visual mm-hmm. art, thank you. Um, they try and push that like as much as possible we have a really good visual art program at my school but they're like i've never heard anyone in my school ever mention dance why don't you marry both things and create your sets and your backdrops and right mm -hmm. yes exactly that'd be great site-specific dance and gallery spaces and i mean there's Mm -hmm. just so much so much to do right now Mm -hmm. so speaking of site-specific choreography uh caitlin with through the pandemic, you were still mm-hmm. teaching and, and Zooming, and um, you were able to do some choreography set in, you know, uh, so Stockton University, for our listeners, if you're not familiar, it's in the Pine Barrens in a very uh, secluded area about halfway between Philadelphia and Atlantic City in the state of New Jersey. So it's about a 20-minute drive to the beach, but, you know, probably about like a 20, 30-minute drive to Philadelphia, to the city. Yeah, I think it's almost an hour to get okay, to Philly. so yeah. it's an hour to Philly. So, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're... 20 minutes to Atlantic City. So you're, you're in a good location. Um, a fantastic location, but again, it, you have so much nature, and there's such beauty when it comes to nature and the quality that nature can give us for artists. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experience like? Because I know you were able to choreograph um, using the surroundings of the university itself for your dancers, correct? I did. I actually filmed that uh, the piece I did, that Things That Remain. It was actually filmed in Alaire State Park here just because I was able to like scout spaces, but my colleagues also use the trails that stocked in to u- to utilize that space. Uh, I think site specific is so exciting. Um, I loved exploring that through improvisation and being able to respond to the space around you. Um, I think it adds a whole nother level of performance and takes that out of that proscenium fourth wall, mm-hmm. you know, right, so right. Um, it was exciting. It was very challenging to do that work on Zoom. We were all, we were not in person at all in the fall. Mm-hmm. So to create a piece of choreography that was, I don't know, 12 minutes long was so hard to give, <laughs> to give phrase material. That was fine. But in concert dance, often like unison is, we're not striving for unison. So there's always different facings and different groupings and different traveling sequences. So the dancers struggled the most with that because I couldn't say you, this box and this box and this box or, you know, um, so to just be very prepared. But the way I work creatively is I use the bodies in the space. I use mm-hmm. um, the dancers. I visually have to see it. I have to like see the relationship of bodies and space to make my work. So that was, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not <laughs> for me at all. But somehow we did it and the piece turned out beautifully. And I love dance for film. I've created another work that was specifically made for film. Um, but I'm not technologically savvy to be the editor of that. So I had <laughs> help from Kent Green, who's also um, a visual artist and a marketing person at Stockton to help me navigate that. And it came out beautifully. They had these long, beautiful green skirts and black tops and in the the nature in Alaire State Park in November was just stunning to see that movement. So how hard was it from the Zoom to actually get the, like, what was that transition oh like? Oh my gosh. So we were able to be in person in masks, socially distant to come together for like two rehearsals. Two rehearsals. Oh my before God. Before the actual filming happened. So wow. it was really 
So those we are were, good dancers. Those, those are good some listeners. Good and, dancers. We yeah. maximized our two and a half hours together. Wow. And great choreographer to be able yeah. to make it all happen within yeah. that time frame yeah. and, to, and to support the dancers because that's what a choreographer or teacher does yeah. is, is support them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think they were so, they were just so starving to be yeah. together and to, to move in that way and to move largely after being um, and learning in their homes. So we are grateful to come together for sure. Do you feel that um, you could, you would continue on this path and, and let it kind of open up some more doors? I mean, obviously with the kickball change, it's all about, you know, taking a step back and then moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for you as a college professor, being able to experience that, do you think that this is going to open another door working with the visual art department and offering film now at dance and doing, you know, um, site locations, but yeah. working through the tech, you know, technology that we have now? Yeah, technology is changing and it's changing the field. Um, I've used projection and I've worked um, collaborated with the visual artists before. Um, and it's just a whole new level. I think it just makes the work so much more interesting. Um, so I hope to continue. I will continue. Actually, mm-hmm. I have, um, we're working with dancers from Armenia in the fall at Stockton and we're learning some work and responding to work that they're doing about Armenian genocide. Oh wow! And, That's um, cool. that will be presented in October. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, we just haven't started building that yet. So, I mean, Armenia and New Jersey, we're working together to build a piece and we'll be using technology and projection to make that happen. So, I mean, this pandemic was crazy, but it's also opened our eyes to more ways to be creative. Yeah. It had a five thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, Didn't you do something at sculptures too? Like what was grounds for sculpture? I performed at grounds for sculpture, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. I was just thinking about that on my drive here. I'm like, I'm going to propose something for there again. Yeah. How was that? What would let our listeners in on on your grounds for sculpture? uh, It was beautiful. I was actually dancing for um, a colleague of mine, Rain Ross, and we proposed, you know, you get the sculpture as an inspiration and then you create art based on this this form so i mean i love that it's yeah, fabulous cool. and then, then they do like a festival and you go see all these different works throughout mm-hmm. and the audience travels so it's pretty neat that's yeah. really cool yeah it was really cool yeah. um so being a college professor you've seen so many different dancers with different like backgrounds of mm-hmm. like coming into the same totally. unit mm-hmm. how like difficult is that for you as a choreographer and for the students good question Thanks. avery nice <laughs> Um, I think I am so willing to work with people who want to work and are motivated. And I've seen so much change. Um, it's funny that you say that. Like one of our dancers now, Miles Mungo, he just he came in with absolutely no training, and with four in four years, he just was molded into this amazing dancer, and he's now dancing for John Lair Dance uh, out of New York City. So he just recently graduated a couple of years ago. Oh, so I, I just posted it on our our, our Stockton Instagram page. Um, about him. And I honestly think people with less training coming in, it's kind of easier for them because we don't have as many bad habits to break. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it's yep. interesting, the studio training. I mean, people don't need a degree to go into having a studio, of course, right? Like you have experience in your physical, but so many places offer bad training, you know, yeah. or offer maybe younger teachers at pivotal years of training. Right. And so or just right side turns. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Or just like the tricks training. Or like the student isn't mentally ready to like absorb so much information. You know, there's so much information to learn in organizing your body while your body's growing and you don't understand how to engage certain muscles to make things happen. And that's not even going to happen until you get to college, certain things. Um, So, yeah. The bad training is someone just told me um, that um, a cousin of hers in New Jersey, she's going into fourth grade and she's going to go on point. No way. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
The bones Craziness. aren't fully ossified, but that's why you have, you know, dance science and dance mm-hmm. medicine and understanding that. Yeah. And and even if you don't go into dancing, like all these dance people who are dance medicine, the physical people, you know, who understand the body and what we do, we need more people in healthcare. Yeah. yeah. So that they can say to these professional dancers, like, no, you're, you can't do this, this, and this. Plow is going to hurt your back, not stretch your back, right? Like right. legs overhead yep. or something like that. Um, and that's in the Harkness Center that there yeah. are four dancers for injuries. So we need more places like that that understand dancer wellness, dancer physical health, and dancer mental health. Mm-hmm. So I've a- had a I've had a physical therapist tell me that I shouldn't do back bends and that it's gonna ruin my back. And right I in. was like. Well, that's not going to happen, right? I was, so, I was, what's the other I told option? Her and she was like, uh, "Well, you, don't you have to stretch your back?" I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you have to stretch your back. I mean, yeah. back is just like everything yeah. else, and then stronger muscles. core. Yeah, and then you need to work on strong core support. Yep. Yep. The opposing muscles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I have my BFA with dance and movement therapy, and you know, I, I just the movement of the body is so important, and I know for you. Being able to dance at the studio with Barb and being able to teach and being able to improv, you know, and you offer a lot of that in the college level, the ex- exploration of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it would benefit these students to be able to explore earlier, to be able to have more improvisation? And what would you say to the to the dancers listening right now that haven't tapped into that uh, improvisation? You 100%. <laughs> start early. Stop, start trying to listen to your own voice and stop um, taking on prescribed movement vocabulary because then you're going to find your uniqueness and what makes you different. You don't want to be in that everybody looking the same. What, you know, you want to stand out on an audition and in your career. You don't want to just be the next, oh, that person resembles this, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we're always trying to find new ways of moving and getting comfortable. It's a confidence thing, you know, and not feeling like, oh, everybody in the room is looking at me. So if you get to experience that at a younger age, I think that's fabulous well when they i really avery when they started improv it was right it was like yeah. weird it's scary and now they're like can we it improv is. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and there's so many so many different trends now that i see going back to teach and i feel like the dancers are more unique now and have so much more experience with things like that right so it's great do you find it's a double-edged sword though almost like a catch-22 that um dance is now mainstream it, it, it's hit tv shows mm-hmm. um there's a lot of competitive dance now and being a college professor talking about dance history dance theory movement mm-hmm. and supportive movement for the body you know a lot of the younger dancers um and barbs i'm sure you can talk about that too with the, that young girl in fourth grade going on point already um that there's this uh craving right now this mm-hmm. instant gratification and the craving of the tricks mm-hmm. of being able to just the wow factor right. on stage um or do something that you're supposed to do at 16 at right eight right yeah yeah how, how do you stretches and all this stuff how do you support that transition especially when you have dancers coming in that are expecting that that is what makes the movement wow right. that is a huge challenge for us especially in the composition courses um <laughs> Huge. Virtuosity <laughs> is prioritized. We have, I think it's the So You Think You Can Dance culture of dance for your life. Mm-hmm. Like how many mm-hmm. things can you do in 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. I mean, like one of my pieces, I probably slow walk for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. how do we make an audience sit and be content sitting through an hour, hour and a half performance? You know, um, I don't know the answer to that. And I, I think it, it is a double-edged sword because you're exposing the public to the arts and having that sense of support and, and um representation is so important mm-hmm. but 
at the same time, like, is that what we're striving for? No, like, don't you want to be an artist? Like, it's not about how high you can get your leg and how many turns you can do. Great. You can do five turns. Awesome. But what's your voice? What do you want to say? There's so many things you can do. There's so many things you can do with your body. And like you said, movement therapy or arts for advocacy and arts for change, you know, Mm. art that has um, intention Mm -hmm. as, as value to myself. But I also come from that competitive background, but both things were valued. So, you know, thank you for that foundation part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you were competing, I mean, very rarely did you see some what what you're seeing today in competition. Oh, like no, everybody yeah. doing Alice Carntones at age eight. Right. Like, that's that's crazy. ridiculous. It's and crazy. I even think about that, having a daughter who's dancing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, just like have fun and enjoy yeah. it and, mm-hmm. you know, work on your cartwheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to point your toes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They're kind of important. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you grew up like with Barb mm-hmm. as one of your main teachers, obviously, and like all of us have such close connections with Barb. So, how do you like take your grow like up coming with dance and having such a good connection with your teachers into you becoming a teacher with all your mm-hmm. students? I think that's one of the biggest things about my teaching. It's very personal. I have like mm-hmm. a huge relationship with each one of my students, you know, we have a smaller program and I know all of their names and if they're not in class, I'll probably text them and say, is everything okay? You know, <laughs> yeah. um, cause no one really misses class. Yeah. Um, so I have the same thing. I mean, I think the arts are so personal because we're working with our bodies. We're working in close proximity and we're getting to know each other so in depth that I don't think that's, I don't think that could be separated from mm-hmm. the work. I mean, of course, you're going to have stronger connections with certain teachers and things like that. But I think that is a major part of my pedagogical approach. I want that connection with my students. Right. Helps them grow. I want them to be supported yeah. and have a space where they feel safe to take risk. That's yeah. my biggest yeah. thing. Performance and take yeah. risk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and. To be honest, like that's how she was raised. I mean, I'm not giving myself a pat on the back, but maybe if you <laughs> were raised in a different way, you might have thought it differently. Or maybe it's like, well, I want to do it differently than that mm-hmm. person did it for me. But we were a small family. And like we yeah. said in the beginning of the podcast, Caitlin was on my right hand. We were just all together <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on family vacations too. Okay. Yeah. You want to come to Colorado? Sure. Yeah, sure. Totally. Okay. <laughs> what would you say to the students going in that may not have that... Um, that supportive teacher right now, you know, maybe they haven't yeah. found that person yet. And maybe, you know, we have a, a, a listener right now that's feeling like they're in a kickball change kind of all by themselves. They don't have that supportive family. Totally. They may not be. Or the, their studio closed because of the pandemic. Studio may have closed or they may just, or you know. Competitiveness yeah, in that space. Absolutely. Um, How would you offer, you know, them? Keep to- going. Try everything. You mm-hmm. will find your niche. I mean, that's what I say to all freshmen. Like, Try out for everything. Audition. Once you feel that supportive community or you find your people, um, you'll you'll find your confidence. So just don't be scared. Do mm-hmm. it all. Do it all. Yeah, that's a good one. Do it all. Do it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I wish somebody told me that. Yeah, do it all. Why not, right? right. Why not? What do you got to lose? Yeah. And audition. And what are, what are they going to say? No? Right. Okay. Next. Next. <laughs> Build your backbone. Right. Especially females. Go ahead. Um, how do you, what would you like, what advice would you give a student? I know so many people that danced for so long and then stopped at one point and just feel like they can't get back into it or something. Like, what, how do you, and they want to, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Do it. What are you holding back for? Right. Your body's always going to change. It's always going to be at a different point. Um, so if you feel like, oh man, I haven't taken ballet in three years. How am I going to do this again? You will. 
It will happen. If you want it bad enough, if right? If you want yep. it mm-hmm. and, you know, you can't um, wish the change, you have to be the change, work for the change. You know, search yep. for the classes that you want to do. There's so many things online now, too, to start yeah. even just being in your in your kitchen holding the counter. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Wait, you have friends like that? I do. That's sad. I know. It is sad. Go take class. Yeah. Right? Right? Just do it. Jump yeah. in. Jump in. And Get your feet wet. And it's, it's okay that you. you're... Yeah, it's okay that she's not the best one in the class or right. you don't have to be the best one. Everyone you always feels really. like they're, they're looking at me. Really, everybody is just not. focused on themselves in the mirror. So right. then just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. When did uh, you realize you fell in love with dance? Um, at eight years old when Barbara said, just go run and do a front handspring. You could do it. <laughs> she just put your hands down and just flip over. I was That's like, so okay. <laughs> and I just did it. She knew I could do it. I was like, if I could do that, I could do a lot of other things. Here we go. Oh. I, I started dancing when I was three and I quit because I missed Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back at eight. So that was a late starter. Yeah. Um, so then I started ballet and acrobatics. Mm-hmm. And after that, yep. I was like, this ship is taking off. Yes. <laughs> Set and sail. Yep. Once I got on the competition team and realized, got that thirst for performance yeah there was no turning back and she was she was a well-rounded dancer well tap jazz acro yeah ballet she could do everything she probably can still do it, but she doesn't yes i do you just don't know okay <laughs> she does it with hazel yeah we did in the driveway last night oh okay yeah <laughs> we're doing some hip-hop and dance moves, yeah. choreographing Aww. and i hope to like instill that passion i mean as long as it's what she wants to do but right. it's nice to share that with yeah, and she you know. does have it right now. So. You know, and she's gone and seen so many live shows at two and three years old. Oh, and still loves it. So, and she's like, going. "Watch this, Miss Barbara." I'm like, "Where did you see this?" At Stockton. Yeah. So, <laughs> comes it. watch their final movement practicums and shows and yeah. everything. So That's she picks it up. So funny. It's great. It's yeah. so great to have the arts down. given, you know, and being able to just have it expressed that mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's just there. Yeah. It's so important for their own education, their own mm-hmm. well-being. I think go see shows, everybody. You know, support the arts. See what's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll open your eyes to all the, the wonders that the arts can be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, as a mom with a daughter who's, net, like, at the moment in yeah. doing dance, with your own experiences, like, are you excited, scared for her to, like, continue with dance? Like, what are your opinions on it? I love it. I love that she is so excited and getting confidence in herself and her body. Um, I am a little nervous because I do think um, there's like an over-sexualization of mm-hmm. dancers and women and girls in yep. general in our society. So that as a mother, that makes me nervous for yep. that type of thing. And I, I want her to be proud of her body and not look at it in any negative way. So I'm just trying to provide a health we. I work out a lot now and uh, we're talking about nutrition and things like that. And he's always like, is this healthy? And like, well, if it's giving your body energy and we talk about getting strong and all those things. So I'm trying to be that role model for her um, and show her that, you know, we're strong. That's why we exercise to get stronger and better. So, yeah. And hopefully that'll change the sexual stuff. I don't know. Yes. I feel like I hope it does. Yeah. You can't. It goes yeah. forward and then it, it, I feel like it, it turns around again because, again, when with dance being commercialized too, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, music videos, there's and, always yeah. something that sells. And of course, that mm-hmm. the, the, the body sells and right. it's, it's how we express the body. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be su- giving at the studio supportive role models and at home supportive role models. And that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And if you have a strong mom, 
Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about that all the time in yeah, dance, right? Do. Women, like, it's like yo, one of our women. main topics. It's our main topics <laughs> yeah. on Saturday morning is women, like, and right? we're the pastors of the culture. Yes. Women pass down the culture, so if we change the culture, it will stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. All right. So we're going to be starting to, uh, to to wrap up our podcast. Caitlin, it was awesome to have you here. Um, you know, I think an important takeaway is just the value of the arts. And and like you said, work for the change and be the change. Don't wish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our listeners out there, Avery, for your friends or for anybody that, you know, is, is timid, um, just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Just get get kickball change right through it. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Keep pushing yourself. You're only going to get better and stronger. Yep. Absolutely. So you have, um, before we head off, Keelan, uh, give us a little, uh, a little bit about some projects coming up and coming your way that our listeners can look forward to and find. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we're going to be working with, um, a visual arts and dance with Armenia at Stockton in October. So that's something you can look out for. And also I'm doing a personal show with two of my colleagues in Philadelphia at Cardell Dance Studio. Um, more details to come as things are now just starting to open up. So mm-hmm. we're hoping to have a show that was postponed. Um, and that'll be at the end of January. So that's, that'll be exciting. It's cool. And it's patience, right? So again, yeah. our listeners, it's always about patience. Be mm-hmm. patient with yourself, be patient with your mind and be patient with your body. Um, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us in thank studio you, today. Thank you. And our co-host, thank you. And to all our thank listeners, you. thank Thanks, you Barb. for following the kickball change. Thank you so much. We're out. <laughs>